Go for Leadership, the podcast with Daniel and Gerd. Hello and welcome for today's Go for Leadership podcast. My guest today is Tobias Burkhardt. Go for Leadership interviews. Tobias, welcome to the show. Yeah, uh, great for, for having me. Um, it's a great pleasure to be on your show. Awesome. Thank you, Tobias. And uh, for our listeners, maybe you can give us a quick introduction of yourself. Yeah, my name is Tobias. I'm a co-founder and CEO of an organization called Shift School. We uh, are an organization dealing with uh, leadership transformation. That's what we do. So we offer programs and uh, long lifelong learning uh, communities for leaders. And uh, we started with digital transformation, but we're now defining transformation in a more holistic sense. So it is sustainable transformation, digital transformation, societal transformation, everything that is uh, of value for leaders. Awesome. And, and, and leaders, of course, and leadership is, is our purpose. So maybe you give us a quick, let's say, uh, definition or meaning. What does leadership mean to you? How would you define leadership, Tobias? Uh, well, um, I'd like to start that question with what uh, defining what, what is it is not so much anymore, because usually leadership is defined uh, by how much authority a leader can give to people or grant to people and how much autonomy uh, the other side gets. And I think that's a little bit outdated. So I think we should uh, talk more about the behavior and the attitudes that uh, a leader um, has, possesses and develops over time. And that has a lot to do with uh, the notion of growth mindset. So it's not so much about being a leader, but it's growing as a leader and experimenting into into leadership and i think that is really uh, important especially in in more agile settings we need more leadership not less that's a big confusion that a lot of people see where well, we have to get rid of hierarchies and leaders i uh, think the exact opposite we need strong leadership but we have to define that in different ways maybe that's the topic that we can discuss today Awesome. I mean, in particular, you, you have mentioned in your introduction that you're dealing with leadership transformation. I think we are also in a time of transformation. Can you a little bit outline what, what and how you support leaders that are in transformation mode? Yeah, I'm currently joking a lot because if before the pandemic, we used to uh, take uh, have uh, a lot of effort to create conditions to explain something that was called VUCA. So we tried to make that as, a, as an experience for people to really feel how VUCA feels like and how to act in that uncertain, ambiguous conditions. Uh, we don't have to do that anymore because we all know how that is, but that is uh, the, the stuff we're dealing with. So if you take VUCA as a foundation, we're dealing with a time where we cannot plan anymore. We cannot incrementally develop uh, things over time. We don't know what tomorrow brings. In, in those times, we need to uh, develop a new mindset, a new attitude towards the, the world uh, outside and also the conditions in our companies. And that's what we're dealing with. I'm absolutely agreeing. I think, do you think that, um, I mean, 
of course, uh, you are in agreement, but um, why do you think that leaders that are, let's say, following traditional, more traditional rules, giving authority or, um, let's say, providing, um, let's say, uh, autonomy to, to its staff uh, will fail in this, let's say, level of VUCA or transformation that we are currently in? Yeah, and uh, well, we have identified five dimensions where things uh, usually go wrong. And if you look at transformation cases, there are many studies about that. Um, just the latest one from McKinsey, for example, said that 80% of all transformations fail in one form or the other. And from my experience, uh, it's, it's, it's never technology. It's never the case. It's never the thing that you want to change. It's more the people around it and the behavior. And, and just give you a concrete example, I think changing opinions and changing a set is, is crucial. And that is really hard when you have a, a normal hierarchy-oriented um, culture where admitting things uh, wrong personally and, 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 and uh, moving to a, a different thing is is really hard and and that has to be trained so you cannot just uh push a button and say well i'm, I'm going to behave differently in uh, towards my team in my company in my leadership uh, uh with my leadership colleagues and uh, so that takes a long time behavior change is really hard so we are hardwired in our brains uh for many decades. And, and if you want to change something, you can only do that by experience. And uh, that has to be done over a long period of time. So patience is another thing that we, we teach our people. So we cannot just uh, decide and demand and, and, and throw things into the organization, then expect everything to change uh, right away. That's not going to happen anymore. So do you think, uh, I mean, I, I've seen uh, in many big and large corporations that there are initiatives uh, uh, like Scrum trainings or, or uh, Kanban trainings or design thinking trainings and uh, development courses for uh, leaders. Do you think that this may help leaders also to, um, to succeed? Or um, do you think that that's maybe a trigger or maybe an, an impulse? But at the end, it's also um, by, uh, let's say, the people itself. Maybe you can outline that a little bit. Yeah, um, that's a great example. I mean, there are a lot of great methods out there, and you've named a few. And I'm not blaming the methods on criticizing those those wonderful tools but i think they in, in many cases they are just uh, taken as an alibi or you just uh, teach a new method and send everybody to a two-day uh, business lean business or scrum course and stuff like that and then you expect things to change and that's not going to happen we have to unlearn our way of thinking the way we deal with things otherwise those new methods won't won't last or they won't uh, stick uh, if you take you, you mentioned scrum uh, for, as an example if you implement scrum and you still have a, an old leadership uh, mindset and the leader comes in and said i don't care what rules you you have defined i'm i'm telling you what to do right now so you then the whole um, 
building of Scrum will crush in 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 a matter of seconds. So and and I've seen that many many times. So I think we have to start the other way around. Of course, we are uh, used to um, learning new methods and tools and stuff like that. That's that's fine, but I think we have to. Um, we cannot expect culture to change only by teaching methods. So we have to define what culture do we want and and we have to honestly discuss that and in and, and discuss things that do we really want something to change here do we are we really willing to cannibalize our existing products are we really uh honestly willing to give away power to people and 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 customers and stuff like that and this discussion and this def definition is in our method the first step otherwise you uh, you will always end up with uh, investing a lot of money, a lot of training, a lot of discussion, and in the end, nothing changes. Uh, that's what I've come to believe. So I call that, uh, or maybe just one, one more notion, I call the whole industry I'm in or we are in the transformation circus. And obviously, we have been a part of it in, in the past. And it's we're trying to build up a nice ring, a lot of spotlights, and we do a lot of fancy stuff, a nice collaboration rooms, co-working spaces, and uh, tools and stuff like that. But we only tend to look at the fun stuff. We never look backstage. We have to go backstage and also look and discuss the the dirty stuff and 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 uh, the hard decision that come along with that. And uh, that is uh, not done uh, in many cases and that's why a lot of transformations fail in the end so um i, I completely agree that there's a lot of alibi initiatives uh, in in the room let's say or in the world out there so how do you um make sure that leaders really change their mindset you mentioned growth mindset i'm a strong believer of the growth mindset by carol Dweek. so um how do you imply with if your um if your um, company, let's say that that people, leaders, senior executives that that can initiate the shit change, let's say from from their decision power, that they really um, let's say support their company or their teams <laughs> to um, start working on their mindsets, not saying they change the mindset, but working on their mindset and, and, and start, let's say, the journey, ignite the journey. Yeah, and that's that's a great question. That's why we put that first. So that's basically the game between uh, commitment and uh, or responsibility and, and taking ownership and, and and accountability on the other side. So I truly believe if a leader doesn't have skin in the game, nothing will change. Mm -hmm. So we try to implement that or make sure that everybody uh, on that project or whatever it is or in, in the leadership training has a skin in the game. So is is really committed to the things and has the responsibility to push that through. That That is one example. And another thing, for uh, there are many things we, we could do, but another good question to ask in the beginning is, uh, what are we going to do if this is successful? Because usually managers and leaders are, uh, and especially in the agile transformational realm, are much more concerned about uh, like... Uh, 
looking at risks and, and, and budgets and asking the question, what, what happens when, when we fail? And I mean, we've seen many projects fail and uh, a lot of money has been wasted in the past. So I'd rather turn that around and ask the question, um, what happens if we are successful with that innovation project, with uh, that cooperation with the startup, with implementing Scrum? Uh, what consequences uh, can we expect? And look at that and discuss that. So that is the, 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 the honesty I was talking about. And, and that way you, you're not 100% sure that things will go the right way, but you still, or you can always hold people accountable. And especially me as a consultant or um, a facilitator of such processes, I always can go back and say, well, you in the beginning said, that this is okay, I have that here on paper, on tape, on whatever, uh, let's discuss that. If, if your opinion changed, well, we have to go back and align that again. Otherwise, we're just drifting apart. So that's uh, at the beginning of that process. Are you also experiencing there's a lot of risk awareness in the market out there? Uh, I mean, uh, we mentioned that uh, the pandemic has, of course, provoked Uh, exogene forces to change. Um, what I also wanted to bring into the table uh, when you mentioned um, the, 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 the opportunities, right? So what are our opportunity costs not to transform? I mean, we are still making profits and, and, and maybe companies are still growing, but um, there will be the time where competition is, uh, of course, increasing. Uh, there will be exogen forces change, forcing us to change. If you look in the composition of the ducks, uh, for example, that's completely shifted or, or the, the, uh, the, the, the big large corporations have been completely, let's say, are not the same uh, from a composition perspective than it has been in the past. So Maybe this is also a trigger that I that I have brought in uh, such discussions. The opportunity cost not to change or not to transform, also the risks um, uh, not to transform, and and the the, the 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 risk that somebody needs to, of course, overcome by starting the transformation. Now, um, one aspect that I'm very curious about is uh, you are also. Um, course a sincere expert about leadership uh, digital transformation sorry and this digital transformation is something that um, has been heavily discussed now also on European level but also on a global level how companies um, evolve on their digital let's say um, maturity maybe you can also give us a little bit outline or your view about how digital transformation may can support uh, leadership transformation or maybe this is something completely um, independent? No, no, it's not. I, I mean, it depends on how you define that. And that's, uh, I think that's the, one of the, the key problem. If you ask uh, five leaders in a company what they regard as digital transformation, you get six different answers. And, and I think that is the first thing that uh, an organization has to do. Or that's basically uh, how I kickstart every, every leadership workshop that we do. Uh, we ask that question, how you, do you define that? So you need a common definition. Just Google uh, a digital transformation or go to Wikipedia and, and look at the answer. Uh, you most likely wouldn't agree on that, what, what, what's written there. And there is no master plan on that. So 
every organization, every uh, business model, every industry has to define that, uh, what that means. So if you're asking an HR person, they might consider a digital transformation more connected to new work and stuff. If you go to IT, it's more the processes and uh, maybe the, the sales department looks for new business models uh, and, and services and stuff like that. So it's it, it's especially here in Germany, we, we tend to just have one, one word, one, uh, one phrase and to define everything. But I think in that uh, world we're living in and, and digitization, digitalization, whatever you put in there as a buzzword is not sufficient to, to define uh, all that. So we have to be more precise in our language that's the first thing and and then of course if you now aiming at the more technological part i think there are we've seen quite some progress in in the last five to six years at least we in in awareness a lot of things have happened and of course the pandemic has changed things in, in digital workplace and stuff like that but if you look at processes and and how things are handled how we treat our customers or how we not treat them how we define services there is still a large potential and that's not because we don't have the technological capabilities it's uh, one thing one reason of course it's 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 really really complex so we have to find ways to uh, find um, certain subsystems that we can uh, change things because if you want to change everything at once, you always come to the uh, decision that's too complex. Let's uh, go go back to the legacy system. And uh, the, uh, the other is, of course, the cultural part. So it's, again, that, that mindset part. So I think the growth mindset and all that uh, stuff has a lot to do with digital transformation. And it's it's, it's rather not... The technology that is so fast evolving, it's, it's more us humans or us leaders that are evolving so slowly. And, and that's the challenge. And it doesn't matter if it's digital transformation or, or diversity. And we will see the same thing happening with uh, sustainability, by the way. I think uh, we have that tendency that we only do what we really, really need to do. And we are not, uh, you mentioned the risk uh, of um, the, the risk example, and I think we have to confront that. And the opportunity cost, of course, is, are, are high. And that's why we need to find uh, different definitions on what that means for us. Otherwise, the future will be always abstract and you cannot decide on abstract futures or you will not decide on that in rather uh, default with the, with the status quo. And that's the problem. I, I like your outline, and I think that's something also as a leader, of course, uh, you want success, right? You don't want to fail. And, and of course, by changing something, uh, that's the saying out there, never touch a running system. You, of course, bring you in the position that, of course, failing is an option. Uh, you don't want that. But uh, I think one aspect that you also mentioned in your introduction, which I want to uh, switch gears now, is the learning communities. Um, do you think that by building up communities, bringing people that are in the same position and can exchange uh, maybe their current fear or their, their, their situation and maybe also their failures and maybe also their successes um, helps to overcome that, let's say, uh, level of static where nobody <laughs> really wants to make the first move and maybe 
do the first step? Um, I would answer that question with yes and no. Um, but maybe let's start with the no first, because I think cult many cultures, many, especially in large corporations, prohibit or uh, disable that, uh, although it's, it's really necessary to do that. But it's really hard, uh, especially in male-dominated male uh, leadership teams, to open up and, and, and change things. I just uh, recur... Um, one one example that really happened to me that was uh, I was a, a discussion about vulnerability and exposing uh, ourselves and, and taking risks in innovation and, and stuff like that. So it got more into a discussion that got more into the touchy feely uh, thing. And there was one guy sitting next to me on the table, opening up and and said. They mentioned a book that he was reading about that. So he made the first tiny, tiny step to open up. And then one of his uh, um, colleagues uh, from across the table was laughing, said, well, uh, do you have time to read books in that situation? And everybody shut down again. So those tiny things, I have many, many examples. It's really hard in an existing culture. So, but uh, it, it's, much more or it's better if you take single persons outside the company and mix them with people from other companies they are much more willing to open up and do that more quickly inside companies um it's it's really hard to do that of course there are some mechanisms you can change uh sites for example it, it's 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 a big uh difference if you take a leadership team inside like the boardroom or take them to the countryside into nature and uh, have them reflect that's why we do all our trainings out outside in the nature not in training rooms anymore because that's a different different ball game so there are many little things that you can do but the biggest lever is mixing people with other people from other companies where they feel psychologically safe awesome i i like that approach and, and like that idea um um, so maybe you can give us also a little bit learning from your personal view. So you have become, of course, a leader and now a consultant for leaders. Tobias, what has been your journey and, and where or what you'd have said the younger Tobias when he started his career? Oh, I would tell him many, many things. And uh, I mean, the younger I probably tell us, Go, go into entrepreneurship uh, right away and become an entrepreneur. It took me, took me 10 years to discover that I did not fit in, in large organizations. And uh, so sometimes I do have that feeling that I wasted some time there, which is uh, in case not, uh, in fact, not true because I, all my experience now is, is of value for, for my customers because I know exactly what they're talking about when they, they talk about the problems. But I think talking about the learnings and stuff like that is, uh, and that's a, a recent learning. I was more the go-getting, doer guy and, and fast is better and the hard way is the, the only right way. I've come to change that a little bit. So that's why we now changing our formats to more a lighter, more continuous, more adaptable format. And I think I would tell my younger self that it is really crucial to take time to reflect and, and watch out for health, body and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we all say that, we all know that, but uh, 
it's really hard to do that, but I've come to appreciate that. So that's why we, uh, yeah, moved to the country. I mentioned that before in, in our formats, for example, that we've taken it slower. We don't have that much content in, in the stuff. We have much more room for reflection. And that's stuff I really had to learn the hard way and, 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 and transform my opinion on, on that before, especially when, when, when um, conducting leadership uh, programs and stuff like that. Go for Leadership, the podcast with Daniel and Gerd. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tobias, for being our guest today. It has been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, it was uh, great fun. And thank you for all the awesome questions that you, uh, that you asked. Awesome. Thank you. Go for Leadership, the podcast.